Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte, and you're with Stan, Rowe, and Raph on the SGP Podcast. Woo! Are you ready? Marks and Smarks. This is the Smarky Las Filipinas Podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast. Stunning Stancy at your service uh, right across me, Ravishing Ro Moran. <laughs> no Rowdy Raf Kamas uh, for this week, but we are joined by our very special guest, two-time and current Philippine Wrestling Revolution champion, hey. the Senorito Jake De Leon joins us. Yeah, salam- Maraming salamat Stan and Ro for welcoming me back here sa SGP podcast. Yeah, and uh, the reason why so- we're having him on this early is because we, we we want to talk about this this little question that our friend Lance Ong uh, posted on uh, on SGP on Mr. Facebook. LTO. Yeah, mm. he asked if there was a promotion that was not WWE that were to come for the uh, that were to come to the Philippines and perform, which one would you pony up money for? Mm. Right. So it's it, it, it's something that would make you think about uh, what other wrestling you watch outside of WWE. Now, granted, a lot of us just watch WWE. Period. Mm. But there are those of us as well And I know JDL You are one of those people Who also <laughs> stray away From WWE programming yeah. uh, More often than not So let's start off With you being our guest Which one would you Actually pony money uh, pony up money for? Well I was gonna say NGPW obviously Pero yeah, that, that would be for me The obvious answer So I would uh, as cool, the, the, No no it's As the fine. indie wrestler <laughs> Lover in me Which I am sorry Mr. Jim Cornette but I would really love to have PWG here, Philippine. Oh uh, no, sorry, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla. Pwede kami mag PWG against PWR. That would be very interesting. But yes, I would love to have PWG here over for a show because not only it's, I'm I'm pretty sure they won't. But if they could be able to bring their atmosphere of that show, because mm-hmm. the PWG atmosphere really reminds me of the PWR atmosphere. Right. It's small. It's intimate. Everyone knows everyone. So yes, the, their cast of characters then like Joey Ryan, Ricochet, um, Chris Hero, obviously, um, Mike Bailey. Well, he's he's out right now because he didn't get his work visa for the states, so he technically can't work in the states for how many years? But yes, um, I really love PWG for more for the aspect that it not really because it's uh, not really because it's the total wrestling package, more because it's the wrestling package that. I really gravitate towards which is the athletic, the funny, mm-hmm. the really intimate crowd feel of it. So, yes, if I could bring over, if I would pay money to watch a wrestling promotion that is not the WWE, I would pay money for PWG. Right, right. Is anyone saying NJPW? Do I have to say NJPW? <laughs> yeah, go, go, go say NJPW. No, no, I have like a bunch of promotions I want to see. <laughs> Uh, are you gonna say Lucha Underground? Yeah, I would probably uh, say Lucha Underground. <laughs> like that would be my choice. Fine, okay. I'm gonna say NJPW and Evolve Wrestling. NJPW for obvious reasons, even though there's a language barrier, uh, I think there would be enough traction for um, NJPW to have you know to draw quite a number of fans here. Uh, 
it's gonna take uh, a top English or uh, you know a top a top English speaking in a a top English speaking wrestler for them to get over and probably they'll probably find that in Ryback or yeah, Omega yeah. or Omega you know but Ryback is more recognizable yeah. mm-hmm. but uh, if they can find that you know, if they can find that bridge so to speak uh, for the more casual audience I think they would not do pretty bad here. Yeah, I, I would go for Lucha Underground like Rose suggested just because uh, they've got more recognizable names, right? So assuming Rey Mysterio and Johnny Mundo stay there, you just have my main event, kanay, uh-huh. right? And then uh, you got Prince Puma, Ricochet, right? He's also um, someone who, who uh, a, a lot of us would probably recognize. Uh, um, crap, why, why am I forgetting these names right now? Um, e- even even Amer- yeah, American... Yeah, PJ Nanada. Black. You yeah, know. PJ Black, Jack Evans. Jack. Uh, Son of Havoc. <laughs> yeah. you, you, can, you can bring in Brian Cage and he would be yeah. instantly He's recognizable over. because of his size. He's over. Right? But if I were to choose like a Japanese promotion, I would actually vouch for DDT. Just mm. just because it would be extra interesting um, given their comedic elements. Like I remember the DDT show I watched in Tokyo last year. Uh, there was a tag team match and then in the middle of the tag team match, all four guys broke out into karaoke. So may minus one tigiti isang kanta sila and then nagduet pa sila and then the heels attack the baby faces after the karaoke. So uh, comedy like that would actually get over here in, in Manila, knowing uh, oh yeah absolutely, absolutely knowing the type of shit that we're into, diba? Mm-hmm. So I think DDT would actually fly well here in in the Philippines. So uh, if there's any other promotion that you're thinking of um, that might actually succeed here in the Philippines if they were to come over and do a show for one night, let us know. You can find us on Twitter. We are, after all, the 120th ranked sports and recreation <laughs> podcast on iTunes. It's at the SGP podcast. And if you want to get in touch with us, it's at underscore Stancy, at Roisbar, and at Senorita JDL for our guests over here. I'm yeah. also going to try to interview the Yolo twins tonight. Because last week, they bump off the show. Yeah. But we're going to try. But no promises, Yolo twins, because we have a champion in the building. Yeah, and we. we, we only have so much time right and with that time we actually plan to spend it wisely so uh, while we try to work in the YOLO Twins interview and the JDL interview in one spectacular episode Mm -hmm. we're also going to be doing predictions for uh, the big shows happening this weekend Mm -hmm. as you know we do have a viewing party that's that's co-presented by all the different groups that Uh. have been bringing you local wrestling over the last Two, three years, right? So you got Smart Henry, you got PWR, you got the SGP podcast, and uh, on Monday morning, August twenty-two, uh, we're, we're all going to get there to Wingman Akasha Estates, mm. and we're going to watch SummerSlam. So together, together, and uh, just to let you know, Fox is actually bringing um, you the pre-show, Once again. Oh, the, the, pre-show. the pre-show. Yes, oh god, as early as six a.m. It will be broadcasting live on Fox. Yeah, because um, the show, the main show, is going to start at seven a.m. Special start time. Dalagay ng kape mga amigo at amiga. Six a.m. Yeah. Joke. Do yeah. not drink beer at Wingman that morning, so you will fall asleep. Yes, and uh, if if you thought WrestleMania Sorry, was Wingman. long, if you thought WrestleMania was long, SummerSlam will be just as long. Because I'm I'm pretty sure they're gonna go overtime. Yeah, well, so like it. it's gonna be a good Monday morning of wrestling. But before we get to SummerSlam, let's run through NXT Takeover Brooklyn now. Uh, JDL, we're gonna let you take a quick break because we know we have an interview with you later right. on. See you later, amigos. <laughs> so uh, while JDL takes a nice little break here on the side, let's run through the card for Takeover Brooklyn Two, which has a very tacky logo, by the way, because you've got your stere- uh, you've got your uh, good old NXT Takeover logo with a bling uh, Roman numeral two, which is kind of awkward. But kind of Super Bowl and stuff. Actually, what does it look like? 
There, I've got the logo on the network. Oh, Jesus Christ, it looks like an old WrestleMania logo. It's tacky. It's very tacky. All right, so let's start off with the debut of Ember Moon against Billy Kay. And I think this is very one-sided, so I, uh, it's, it's pretty much Ember I'm Moon. I'm just really afraid of the Ember Moon gimmick. Because it's Super Lucha Underground, and I don't know why Because of Cobra Moon? It. Yeah, and the fact that, oh... Some some something something destiny. Blah, blah, blah. I, I think it's the myst- the mystique they try to attach to the character. In. And yeah, it, it, you, you don't see this in NXT. Yeah, because it's, it, it's a super lucha underground thing. No, but when you think about it, even the Finn Balor gimmick is kind of like that. Yeah, like there I, is the mystique. No, but the thing about the Finn Balor gimmick is that he still showed up as a human being. That was the demon just came after. Uh huh. This is like super over the top, tacky, cheesy. Uh, high, fa- almost high fantasy shtick. Na. it's something that you would not. Uh, it's it's something you would not expect from NXT. You would expect it more at Lucha Underground. May pagka suspense in gimmick. Eh. So no una I thought she was actually being brought in as a heel, but since they're pairing her up with Billy Kay, who already is heel, I I I am assuming she's babyface. Yeah, she is a babyface. But inya, I'm so afraid at how they'll execute this. Because why couldn't Athena just be Athena? Is that her indie ring name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I, why does it have to be Ember Moon? Like, what is it? Maybe backstory, but uh, no. It's probably the same reason why he can't be La Sombra and he has to be Andrade Almas. No, but Andrade Almas is a person. This Ember Moon is a mystical fantasy character. Like a mythological figure. Yeah. And I'm super afraid of, of for it because I don't think it's the right place. Eh? NXT is presented as a super serious... Uh, developmental training league na. it's a farm system but it's also really competitive right and it's treated like a real sport eh? so you stick an Ember Moon into that and what the closest thing you had before Ember Moon was like what No Way Jose yeah and then I don't think it's a match Sana I'm proven wrong uh, I don't think Ember Moon the person needs Ember Moon the gimmick mm-hmm. that's all uh, you mentioned No Way Jose, and uh, pretty fitting that we segue to that because he is taking on Austin Aries in a singles match. So this is, I believe, this is the first high-profile match for No Way Jose, and uh, I, I, I've actually enjoyed the feud with Austin Aries, even though Major Mababosha. Sometimes you need something to Mababo. Right. I think it's perfect for Austin Aries. I also think though that uh, Austin Aries has to win here. Even though No Way Jose kind of needs that signature win against a, an established name, I, I also think that Austin Aries needs to establish that momentum to make him a credible heel uh, going forward on NXTs, uh, which is why I'm putting my money on Aries. Here's my thing with Austin Aries right now, and it's and, uh, it's actually quite unfortunate for him. Uh, the gimmick he has right now is really perfect because uh, it's so him, and he goes further with being you know the 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 grizzled veteran heel. But I think at this point you have an overlap with Bobby Roode. Yes, I, I was about to say the same thing. Uh, they they have the exact same character right now. Oh, at this point, yeah, it's there's not much difference. Like, so I think the only difference is Bobby Roode has the more glorious entrance. Oh, oh no man, right? But I think what they have to do now is either someone has to change the gimmick or they have to get paired up. Yes, I would like them to get paired up. Um, are you going Jose though or Aries? Aries. Okay. Uh, so let, let's predict Andrade Cien Almas versus Bobby Roode. I actually don't know which way to go uh, for, for this match. Because uh, ACA needs a, a signature win uh, uh, against uh, an established talent as well. But this is also Bobby Roode's debut match. Like, you don't want to screw him over by having Almas just beat him clean. Uh, I don't think Almas wins. I don't think ACA wins. 
Uh, I think ACA needs work in the character department. Uh, what they did for guys like Bobby Roode, na he the guy for NXT, yeah. they should have done for him. Uh-huh. I want him to lose, and then I want, I want Roode to take him under his wing. Uh, does ACA speak English? Like I legit no, he is don't not, know. He is not. No. How, how does he do the Bobby Roode gimmick though, without uh, no. the ability to speak in English? I don't. No, he's learning English, but I don't think he needs to be a Bobby Roode light. I just, I just think he needs to be uh, an apprentice, if you will. Uh huh. Okay. So um, that being said, I'm also going to put my money on Bobby Roode. Uh, tag team championships are also on the line. It's the Revival versus Gargano and Champa. Uh, I don't think the Revival is going up anytime soon, so I think uh, I think the Revival wins to set up a Gargano Champa feud. Hmm. What if Gargano and Champa get the upset win, which eventually does set up the feud? Put that in. I don't mind it. Yeah, but a poor they're... revival though. Only oh, yeah, I mean, like if if eventually the revival get the championships back, but it's it's such babyface booking though, considering their heels. The way I see it, Kase, is uh, Gargano and Champa are being set up to have a uh, have a run as a tag team, given okay, their yeah, story sure, from the sure. from the CWC, diba? Which is why I'm I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't put it out of out of out of the table or out of the equation. I guess the rational answer is to pick the revival. Yeah. Better don't count Gargano and Champa. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind either, I guess. Yeah. Women's championship, uh, it's Asuka versus Bailey. I think Asuka still wins this. No chance Bailey wins yeah, yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think Bailey needs to win the money. Mm. She's already established. Yeah. And eventually she's going to get mo- uh, called up now. Like, I think this is the beginning of the end for Not Bailey. Now. Right? If, this was, if this time last year was the beginning of the end for Sasha Banks and, and the rest, I guess. This is the beginning of the end for Bailey. Yeah, yeah. And your NXT Championship main event is Samoa Joe defending against Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, I think Joe wins, and this sets up the feud. Or this, this continues the feud uh, all the way until, I dare say, if not October, December. Hmm. Kind of like how Joe and Balor went for almost a year. Yeah. Sana, I mean, I don't know where I want Shinsuke to be. I think he's super, I think he's fine down there. Yeah. Uh, I also well, think he'll get lost in the shuffle if he gets called up right now. I guess, right? I mean, um, much is being said about uh, these names that are being brought back—the Rhinos and the Kurt Hawkinses—and for a while, see Shelton when uh, he was supposed to come back. Mm-hmm. But when you think about it, it's weird bringing in all these names when you have a glut of talent existing on the roster as is. Yeah. So, nagiging halata na Jinder Mahal was brought back to be the same old Jinder Mahal they had from 2014. Yeah. The same way that Kurt Hawkins is being brought back to be the same old Kurt from uh, three, four years ago. I don't know though. Kurt is getting way more fanfare than Jinder Mahal is. So it's possible that either Kurt Hawkins is the Heath Slater of SmackDown. Which is sad. Because Heath alone is, is good now. Like the, way yeah. that, the way that they have Heath hmm. and the way that they're writing for him is great. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So if he's Kurt Hawkins. So, that's my know. thing I don't know I, I don't think Kurt Hawkins Is being brought in to lose I hope not uh, we'll, we'll probably talk about Heath Slater more In a little bit As we go through The rest of the SummerSlam card Which holy shit Actually has 11 matches oh. uh, that's, why I, it's, that's why it has A special start time I don't even know If there's a pre-show Because yeah. uh, yeah, sure Or I don't know I guess if there was A pre-show match It would be the Six oh, wait, woman shit, Last year there was not There were, there were no pre-show matches Parang wala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was all or, or there was a tag team championship match on the pre show. No. No. Hindi ba? I ah. remember nothing happened in the pre show. It was all talk. Right, 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 right. 
Okay. Well, you have 11 matches, and none of, the, uh, none of them look to be part of the pre-show right now. But again, like I said, I would probably bet on Carmella, Becky, and Naomi versus Natty, Eva Marie, and Alexa Bliss to be on the pre-show. If, if one match had to be bumped down, it would probably be this one. And I would like to see the heel team win. Just because you uh, just because you know, uh, Becky if they lose, yeah. And Eva Marie's got nuclear heat right now, yep. and if, and if Eva wins wins this match for them, despite not having entered the ring at all, imagine how how loudly we hmm. boo at, uh, at at Wingman, right? In the same way that all these fans at the Barclays Center would just boo their hearts out um, when this happens. Uh, let's get to Cesaro versus Sheamus. First match in their best of seven series. First off, I think this is the first best of anything since Booker T versus Benoit. Yeah, I know. It is the first best of anything. Right? Since uh, the problem with this is uh, it's for nothing yes. at, right now. Yes. But uh, does it make sense, though, to make it for anything in the middle of the series? Yes. Why not? I think it's weird. Cause no, I, I don't think so. No, what if the Cavs and the Warriors had a best of seven? That was like in game four. Oh, by the way, you're competing for the championship. No, but it's fine. Because this is wrestling. And at this point, I think it's fine. Uh, this is where wrestling logic comes into play. And it was set up in a way that, oh, uh, Mick Foley made the best of seven series without really thinking about it. You say, you remember, he made it in the middle of a shouting match. Yeah. So I would assume, uh, okay. Uh, when he left that shouting match, he had the look on his face. And, oh shit, I forgot to make it for something. Yeah. So I can believe, na, or I can buy, na, make, makes it for something in the middle of a. Even he has to think about it. Na, okay, it's for bragging rights, but you make people wrestle for seven, or for in a in a seven match series, you got to make it for something else. Yeah, because if, if, if I'm no, Cesaro or Sheamus. I think then uh, even if you don't make it for something in the middle of the series, after someone wins the whole thing, you're going to have to give them something anyway. Yeah, because again, if I'm Cesaro or Sheamus and you you make me run through this ringer, a best of seven series, which given that it's wrestling, uh-huh. will likely go seven matches, right? Uh-huh. No, Either Mick gives something na or so the winner demands something from Mick. Either way is sensible. But okay, so two predictions have to be made here. The first is the SummerSlam match, mm. which I think is up in the air because it's the first match, and given it's going to go seven anyway, it doesn't really matter who wins the first one. But um, ultimately, there will be a winner, right? Mm-hmm. So for SummerSlam, I'm predicting Cesaro to win just because they need a baby face to. Uh, just for the baby face oh, pop. Yeah, I think Cesaro wins. Better for the best of seven. Do you think Cesaro wins it, Paren, or the Sheamus wins? I think it's I think it's set up for Cesaro because I think they know that okay, the Sheamus experiment has been done so many times and it's not working. Um, even especially after last year when he came back with the whole stupid look mohawk. I think it's time that okay, we have been doing Cesaro dirty all this time, and we have we are trying to make it right with this because I know we know Cesaro just wants to wrestle, and we're gonna let him wrestle for seven matches. And he's going to win them. Okay, so he wins the best of seven. What if he just gets a United States Championship oh, match? No. So what? Still a championship. Yeah, uh, but he would light it up with Rusev. I I guess, but what what separates Roman Reigns from Cesaro? Cesaro has to go through that best of seven series to earn that title shot. Whereas Roman Reigns, all he had to do was crash Rusev's Rusev and Lana's uh, moment in the ring. No, I'm not the one who's in. I'm not booking the show. I, I, I guess it's. 
It's one of those logical questions you'd like the answer to. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Okay, uh, so so we're aligned there. Um, Intercontinental Championship, The Miz takes on Apollo Crews. I think it's still for The Miz oh, to yeah. win. Uh, still part of The Miz World Tour. Um, Sorry, Apollo. Yeah. But um, I do think, I do hope that it goes on. Sobram Bilis, though. Now, Apollo, at this point last year, just made his debut on uh, on, on TakeOver. Mm-hmm. At this time last year, Sakalan Sunak debut, and now he's at SummerSlam uh, competing for the Intercontinental Championship, which is very weird because um, it's easy to turn on Apollo Crews now, given the IWC logic that, oh, you're being hot-shotted. You don't seem to deserve it. I'm going to turn on you now. Like, he's fodder for this, for this little pattern that the IWC always finds um, itself painted into. I think uh, with this one, Kasi, it's not... Um how do you say this? It's not someone who is easy to hate. You can see that Apollo Crews is supremely talented. He's way more over than... Or he's way better in the ring than Roman Reigns. Now, even though... I'm not discounting Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is good. But you can easily see that Apollo is miles uh, miles ahead of Roman. So, when you see someone like... When you take someone like that, now, you can tell is immediately better. I think it's easier to be aware that... Okay, this guy is being pushed way too. Uh, this this guy is being mishandled by being pushed way too soon. Yeah, by not being able to, uh, not being able to, I guess, marinate in in the league, in in the field, in the environment. Yeah, because but you have someone like Sami Zayn who, yeah, sige, maaga palang he already got an intercontinental title shot, but that was against six other guys yeah. in a ladder match at yep. WrestleMania. And For the, he didn't win, which he didn't win, diba? For the most part, Sami Zayn is still jumping through hoops. Yep. Fuck, he's not even on SummerSlam. He's not even booked for SummerSlam, diba? Whereas Apollo Cruz, nandito na siya mm. So, uh, dun palang may, may difference na. Eh. So, I, I guess that's what I kind of want you, uh, the listeners, to think about. It's, I'm, I'm just saying that it's easier to be biased or, or rather to be unbiased against uh, Apollo Crews than it is to be biased, you know, than it is to be unbiased against Roman Reigns. Eh? All right. Um, next match uh, Team Canada Chris Jericho And Kevin Owens Versus Enzo And Big Cass um, Like what I said About Carmella Becky Lynch And Naomi Not really getting hurt By a loss I would probably have to say The same thing About Chris Jericho And Kevin Owens yeah. uh, the Enzo and Cass Need this Yes Yes they do Here's what I want though Because you see uh, I don't know if you uh, If you guys uh, The listeners have noticed this But Chris Jericho Has always been really good In this in these makeshift tag teams Oh no man right? Jericho was a very good example Of a makeshift tag team That they turned into Something really, really good. Chris Jericho and Christian, another example of something mm-hmm. that uh, you know, they were thrown together. It became really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jericho and Austin, about were about No, 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 no. Jericho and Benoit. Yeah, yeah. Jericho and Benoit were also uh, two single stars thrown together, and it also became something good. So that being said, I want to see Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens eventually compete for the tag team championships. Like I think there's something there. Even yung banter nila na nakakatawa kahit na kontrabida sila. Um, w- when Kevin Owens always asks Jericho, "What's it?" And, and, and Jericho's just like, "It." I I love it. I love their humor. I love how they play off each other. I think, I know. I think they're a team that's needed. Then, for sure, for sure. Uh, you got Kevin Owens who's doing nothing right now. He was kind of lost in the shuffle. Yeah. You got Chris Jericho who's also also kind of lost in the shuffle, and I guess you got a tag team that's what kind of thin. No, you have the Tag new day. Kind of you have the club, so that's two. Uh, Enzo and Cass, mm. three. 
uh, Dudley Boys mm. for no, Shining nobody, Stars, nobody, you know. which nobody cares about. Golden Truth, which nobody also cares about. I know, I, th- I know. What I want for Team Canada is to be is a tag team that just I know, doesn't compete for the championships, but rather, you know, make life hell for everyone else. So yung tipong pwede silang they can be sing, uh, in a singles match uh-huh. or they can yung parang loose alliance. Uh-huh. Like they don't necessarily have to have the same Titantron and the same entrance music and all that shit, diba? Mm. But like whenever they need they need to come back together and be and have each other's backs no, as no, they no, like no, to they say. They bully people together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I I want them to stay together beyond SummerSlam. Maybe even until like the end of the year. I w- I would just want to see them on an extended run. I would actually believe you know either um Chris Jericho or Kevin Owens turning face or turning heel on the other yeah. so that the other turns face I would believe that no why not yeah that would be great I think if anything see Kevin Owens will turn face oh yeah for sure eventually yeah, he needs it yeah para lang refreshing character din yeah diba alright uh, speaking of tag teams tag team championship it's the new day only represented by Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods mm. defending against Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson which pretty much says na the, the club is winning uh, uh, it's sad though but does anyone know why Big E is written out of this story? Is it because to even the odds in kayfabe? Feeling you know, because I haven't seen any rumors about Big E's yeah. absence. I'm sure you haven't either. No, yeah, yeah, for sure, I haven't. Um, obviously, it's not a real injury. So they're making fun of it on live TV, on live TV, on on skits and stuff. Which I love, by the way. Mm. I love their their brand of sophomoric humor. Oh. First of all, your allusion to Doc Gallows yeah. was brilliant. Yeah, and then the well, way I, they, know. I didn't, I didn't remember, I didn't catch that. Good yeah. job. Uh, and then, and then the fact that they called their their research facility the, the Gallows, Gallows Organization on, for Nether Area, Area Diseases. Disease. Go Nad! Put the tawo on the when I caught that on Raw, and I was like, why aren't people catching on to this? But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm sure people caught on. To it. It, it, it was really good. It. it was just really good. Angaling, angaling. I, I love how this just flies over um, a lot of people's heads, and at the same time, for the, the people who do get it, they, mm. they get a good kick out of it. No, Doctor Gallows. Yeah. Um, right. Um, so we're in agreement. No, uh, the club wins this. It's just sad though, because parang it wasn't like I guess it. it there's still time to fix it, but it goes back. to no, you, say, you, you take out Big E. It's so you can tell now. Okay, they're not beating the full new day. Yeah. No, um, I was about to mention uh, It goes back to something we said several episodes back. Na when Xavier's actively competing, alam na. Uh, if you remember um, From Money in the Bank mm. Last year When they lost To the primetime players It was Xavier Who was defending it Alongside Big E mm-hmm. And um, When the New Day Went up against The White Family At Battleground Xavier was the one Who took the loss mm. So w- whenever The New Day Is set up to lose Xavier's actively involved mm. So It brings back That pattern Which is sad Because the one Who's most hurt by this In terms of his credibility As a character Is Xavier Woods I don't think so I don't think uh, I don't think it's that bad I mean people will see him As the weaker link But I don't think it's bad Because that's always been Even when the New Day Were fully healed That's always been his It's always been his designation If anything though If anything were to come Out of this Like if they turn this pattern Into a story moving forward I think It'll make sense If they turn on Xavier eventually because they'll be like you're the eh. right? no I don't think so I think it could set up like uh, Xavier as a, as a as a baby face against heel Kofi and heel Big E or something that, that's, that's the way I'm thinking about it I still think Xavier makes it eh? makes, makes for the better heel among all of them so what's going to be Rollins? Mm. <laughs> why? he's or- good the money eh? 
It's not like he's a slouch. No, I, I just don't want them to, to uh, recycle that storyline, especially since it's only been, what, two years since, since they tore up the shield that way. All right, uh, six more matches to go as we get closer to the main event. Sasha Banks versus Charlotte for the Women's Championship with Dana Brooke banned from ringside. Now, I will admit that I was really upset that they pulled the title switch, the Raw, right after the brand split. Because it's mm-hmm. right? uh, the, the SummerSlam moment was there. And this was a moment I was calling even before the triple threat mm-hmm. at WrestleMania. Right? I was telling you guys that, yeah, Sasha Banks is being set up so that she can eventually win at SummerSlam. And mm-hmm. it, it doesn't no, happen. Yeah. It, it doesn't happen because of uh, some dirt. Nah, see, Charlotte apparently got tired of the pressure. That sounds uh, familiar. <laughs> actually, yeah, it does sound familiar. But um, I, I, I don't, uh, I, I don't know wh- uh, how much of it is true. I don't know how much of it to believe. Uh, my it sounds thing- silly, no? I th- no, I think it's weird to hear that because she knew that there was a big moment being set up, and then she would go out of her way to. Damage herself Well not exactly Damage herself But uh, More of Rob Sasha you, you, you don't do yourself Any favors by saying Oh I'm quitting Because uh, It's so much pressure To be champion Seriously though It's, about, it's weird it, it, You get that And then you also Rob Sasha of Yeah as you said Rob Sasha of The big moment Here's an, um, just a tangent point Since we're talking about this Let's talk about Eddie Guerrero mm. Because he went through The same thing Yeah That's the reason why JBL eventually became champion oh. Why are we not Maligning Eddie for that when we're kind of maligning Charlotte right now. But uh, there wasn't this big push for JBL to be champion. Not, not like the way Sasha is being, in a, being uh, defended by the fans to get her whatever's due her, you know? Uh, it's the, I guess you could say it's the other way around it. Mm-hmm. If they were JBL and uh, was a champion and then suddenly got tired of being champion... And then we were rooting for Eddie, let's say, to get a big moment, maybe at WrestleMania, or maybe at SummerSlam or whatever. And then JBL would pull out because, if, I don't know, if he really wanted to sabotage Eddie or he was, really was tired. It's in a, it's, it depends on who you're rooting for, really, in, in the whole situation. Right. Um, the one thing, though, that this match has uh, for itself going forward, and this is something I didn't realize until I listened to Cheap Heat uh, this week, is that uh, they... They worked Sasha's leg in storyline on Raw this week, so it it became a focal point. Now Charlotte and Dana Brooke bullied uh, and, and and ganged up on Sasha, injured her leg, and it'll have implications heading into SummerSlam. Given that there's less than a week heading into the paper, I still week. believe it's very likely that Sasha's going to lose to uh, to Charlotte. Yeah, so to Charlotte. Okay, you're going to bet on that. I'm I'm going to no, bet. I'm on not going to bet on that. I'm going to say that I want Sasha to, to retain, but uh, it's not beyond WWE doing that. To mess with everyone and put it back on Charlotte. The way I see it, because uh, given that that uh, kayfabe leg injury to Sasha, you knew, uh, that's what will make the match more compelling. Because no wala ne, no wala ne yung question na, are they gonna pull the trigger? Are they actually well, they, gonna they do pull it? the trigger? Yeah, they pull the trigger, so they're gonna give you another trigger. Now, will Sasha actually get to retain at SummerSlam? And I think that that uh, the leg injury in kayfabe is gonna be what's uh, th- that that looming question at the back of your mind when this match takes place. Mm-hmm. All right, so I, yeah, that being said, Sasha, uh, we're like halfway through the card. U.S. title match now: Rusev versus Roman Reigns. My gut tells me Roman wins this, but I want Rusev to retain. Who won the match on Raw? Uh, Roman. Ah, right, Rusev's winning this. Because of wrestling logic. Yes. Isn't it weird though? Nah, they book Rusev to lose in a match that defends the honor of his wife. Yeah, super weird. Right? 
it, it's so unfair. It's so bad. It's still white American booking. And and um, can you just mention again that uh, Roman Reigns dropped the mail order bride joke again? Oh, he doubled down on it, and it's so bad. Only old white people from America, you know, who are bigoted and whatever, believe that this is a babyface thing to do. Yeah, because it's not. It, it, it's 2016, guys. Come on. People can see through your bullshit, Vince. And you too, Roman. So fuck you. No, I don't think. I think Roman's is being made to say these lines. Yeah. You know, I am a hater, so I will. I will keep saying that. Um, a quick tangent point on Lana. If you've seen in WWE 24, mm-hmm. young uh, women's evolution, Lana actually drops the accent there. Oh, really? It's very surprising because in every other WWE program outside of uh, the wrestling shows, Lana keeps the accent on. <laughs> I know she's preparing for Total Divas. <laughs> I guess Or maybe because Hindi pa may adding Total Divas with her in it, diba? I don't know I don't know I'm not the one who works for E I don't follow Total Divas anymore So like I wouldn't know uh, but, but I've seen Lana on Swerve uh. And she keeps the accent up for Swerve uh. Okay, so when I, when I saw her on WWE 24 Talking naturally Is she the one doing the swerving? Yes Oh, then that's why she keeps the accent uh, I, I just thought it was weird uh, Seeing her talk naturally um, I mean, you know, uh, she sounds the like a, about, a, a Florida girl, which is what she is. The thing about the Anukase is, the thing about her accent is that it's so loose that you can, if you really listen close enough and you're really good at listening to accents, you can hear some points when she talks. Now, she drops n- it. N- not drops it intentionally, but uh, it's, I uh, know, it's weak, it's soft. Which is weird because when she started, mas malakas yung oh, accent, yeah, yeah, yeah. Diba? Um, I think this started when she turned face and started hanging out with Dolph. Mm. Now she started to become more loose with the accent to the point na yung ngayon, uh, as, as you mentioned, if you just listen closely enough, you can tell in which syllables yeah, or in yeah. which. But uh, she's really great at speaking words. Russian. Yeah, because she actually legit grew up in Russia. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so wrestling logic dictates that Rusev retains. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. I don't know, eventually it sets up a Roman win at some point, right? I don't think so. I think this is still his punishment. But okay, keep him there. Uh, keep him in a position where he's still in, in some part of the spotlight. But you don't make him win. Roman Reigns. He's owning up to his punishment. <laughs> right, let's move on. Uh, John Cena versus AJ Styles. We talked about this last week or, or two weeks ago. Yeah. The fact that Cena got the win at Battleground for himself, Enzo, and Big Cass, which is why AJ wins this one. Was there a go home promo uh, in this week's episode? Yes, there was a go home segment, but si AJ yung dehadanun. Cena oh. beat him up really oh, badly, ate him through the table, and all that. Adam na, Adam na. Uh, will there be shenanigans, though, or does AJ win clean? Well, then club, so I would assume AJ wins. Not necessarily super clean, but it's possible that he wins clean, but it's also possible that he cheats. But Here's a wrestling logic question, though. What's stopping AJ from calling up the club when they're in the same arena, in the same city, on the same night, and telling them to do him a solid? Uh, that's actually a good point. Yeah. But the uh, stipulation of the club is banned from ringside. I don't know. That was last, that was last pay-per-view. Uh, no, that was Money in the Bank. Yeah. So what's stopping AJ from calling up his boys? I would like to see that happen, by the way. <laughs> Just to fuck with the whole uh, rules of the brand split. Now, AJ can be like, but they're right here. We're in the same arena. <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay, so we're down our uh, three main events. Let's start with Dean Ambrose versus Dolph Ziggler for the WWE World Championship. 
as strongly as they've been booking Dolph lately, and I love the segment this week. Uh, mm. Now Dolph uh, just went at it with a super kick out of nowhere. I love that they're building up to be another uh, a strong competitor once again. I still think that uh, Dean is retaining, and even though it's a uh, it, nominally it's a baby face versus baby face feud, Ambrose is the bigger dick here. Yeah, he's been uh, more heelish mm. than than Ziggler has been. So when you think about it, if you really want to have a traditional face and 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 uh, heel, see Ambrose is heel. Like I say, yeah. he's condescending and patronizing towards Ziggler. That he's doing it in such a way that is really well justified. Uh, it's not justified to be a dick, but he explains himself well. It's justified in the sense that there are meta elements. No, no, he fleshed himself out well. No, no, there are also meta elements. Because Ambrose brings out uh, Ziggler's inconsistent booking. Oh yeah, of course, of course. So he brings that up, right? Uh, which, which is weird. It, it's, uh, it's a weird bit of self-awareness in, in retro, uh, uh, relative to the whole feud, you know, is, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, Ikaw, do you think Ambrose wins this button? Yeah, of course uh, the, Will- thing, the thing about Dolph is Okay, you're booking really strong But the thing is You have him lose But he still hangs around that spot I think uh, they've done a good job In making him again uh, He's made it I think he's made at this point Where he was hopeless like what? Three months ago He's made and So the struggle is officially over I would say so Okay, I won't say so just yet. But if you're gonna commit to making Dolph Ziggler a part of the SummerSlam main event, even if he's technically not the main event, yeah, you know what I mean. Yes, uh, I'm willing to believe that he gets to stay there. I think he's proven himself. Then I, I hope he does. I hope he hangs around this this picture. Mm. Every time there's a multi man, oh, and just Ziggler, just yeah. because. Yeah. Right. All right. Um, now, uh, moving on. You've got your WWE Universal Championship Which we still don't know how it looks mm. Until now uh, It's Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins On the Wrestling Gods uh, Which comes out If not tonight Tomorrow, tomorrow. night um, I said Finn Balor wins this mm-hmm. I still think Finn Balor has a shot of winning this And that's why I'm putting my money on Finn Rollins for him I think Rollins wins this I wouldn't put it past WWE to surprise us eh, with mm-hmm. a Finn win. The same way na they surprised us with the, Char- uh, with the Sasha win on Raw after the brand split. I don't know. There's just something about the way they've been handling the Finn character. Even though a loss to Rollins doesn't hurt him as much, he's on, the, uh, he's on such an uptrend mm-hmm. na, um, it's not out of left field if Finn Balor win- walks away with the title. Okay. Yeah. But I don't think so. I, I think... If you do that, they'll sabotage him. I say that will be the point. Now, oh shit! Uh, okay, pushing him too fast, too hard, too soon, and Mara Roman Reigns. Yeah, yeah, Mara Roman Reigns. My problem with the Finn Balor thing, since we're talking about like hot shotting things, is they already are doing it with regard to say the demon. But they brought out the demon on Raw, and then uh, all throughout the day they've been hammering home the phrase "Demon King, Demon King, Demon King." Mm. It's that's, what, that's what they always do Yeah, but um, now that you mentioned Because Maru Roman Reigns to Finn If they keep doing that mm. Things like the Demon King, the Demon King, the Demon King Yeah, it will turn people away from him Yeah so, They don't um, know how to handle that Kase. I, They yeah, just don't they, they don't know how to handle things in general, right? No, no SmackDown is really good eh? SmackDown is super great with this Even if you got a, an, uh, a really shitty announced team With JBL and David Otunga it, the, they, They've been... They make more sense right now 
to be fair even to David, David Otonga. To be fair to David Otonga, who I really hate still on commentary, uh-huh. he knows his role now. Oh, oh. he oh, understands no, his role. Unlike JBL, who still does not. I believe Otonga more with all the major key bullshit, right? Yeah, and at the end, at least he found a shtick and run and ran with it. Yeah, yeah, and made it his own. Uh-oh. Even if it's not great, yeah, you can. I can, Okay, it makes him sound legit. The major keys thing sounds legit. It's all my effort, say. Oh, unlike the JBL, he's really just me. Oh, me, my friend. Yeah. Um. Okay. Now. uh uh, there, there, I remember what I was going to ask you. Is Ryan Ward still the lead writer? I don't know. I don't know. I would assume so, yes. But who's the lead writer on Raw? Do you know? I, I, I wouldn't know. No. Okay. But we, yeah, all we know is they have their own writing teams. But it's something that Big Show kept harping about when he was here a couple of weeks ago. Okay, your main event is Brock Lesnar versus Randy Orton. I remember you rooting for Orton on the yeah. Wrestling Gods. I Are you going to stick with that? Yes, I want Orton to win. Okay, I'm going to stick with Brock. I believe he deserves to win. I'm even, stick though, with Brock. even though you could use the Brock lost for someone who deserves it, I don't. I don't care. Randy Orton is great. I still want to reserve it for someone who who deserves it. Eh? Like I, I've always believed that it was going to be reserved for Daniel Bryan eventually. Mm. And and um, if you read uh, this recent column on on Daniel Bryan, I forgot for for which site it was. Uh, it was posted on on SGP as well. Um, he talks about how his dream match. Was always Brock Lesnar. Mm. Like he wanted to face Brock Lesnar at some point at WrestleMania. So uh, having said that, sayang na sayang na. Okay, Brian's retired now. I think it has to be saved, but in for an underdog, a yeah, Sami Zayn sure, type of character. It doesn't matter. Brock has already lost. But it's not. I don't know. It's the the mystique of the what the conqueror is no longer there. Why? Because of last year's yeah. Because of last year's Undertaker bullshit. Rollins bullshit, Undertaker bullshit. It's fine. Rollins I think, I think there is about. more space now to have Orton win. Uh huh. And but what's your end game? Have Orton win, and then what? And then Orton's it's reestablish him. But Orton's already on his way out. No, but he's not retiring yet. He's still part of SmackDown after this is over. Uh uh-huh. But I, I don't think he's gonna be what the the Undertaker kind of part timer, the Brock kind of part timer. Here's my, my problem lang with the build-up of Brock Orton. I think that they did it in the reverse order. Oh, no. when, they, when they started, that's when the invasions happened. Then they became promos lang and promos. Lang. Oh. Nila, oh, that's true, that's true. Promos, promos, But it was great though. It was the, the, the first shot was great. Eh? No, it was great when it happened. I, I won't take that away from it. It's just that the invasion is at the crescendo of the build-up. Nah, which I is guess, yeah. Sa go home. Yeah. Na, sobrang reverse yung trend ng build-up na medyo anticlimactic siya heading into SummerSlam. So, w- when I watched SmackDown this week and mm. they just referenced everything that happened before, I'm like, ah, no, I, I, I believe though, it's in a, it's because of Brock's stupid limited dates and mumbo-jumbo. Yeah. Um, I, uh, let, let's uh, stick with Brock a bit and uh, talk about yung podcast with Ambrose. Mm-hmm. Have you watched it by in full? No, no, I have not. So I watched it in full now. Finally, I finished it yesterday, I think. And uh, he, I do know, I do know what was said. Though. Yeah, he talks about how uh, Brock basically sandbagged him, mm-hmm. held yeah. him down, right? And uh, I don't know. Um, I feel bad for Dean. Mm. I feel bad for Dean because you can tell while well, he was talking to Austin about it, na there was a huge chip on his shoulder. Mm. Ang, ang lakas ng hugot niya. Like he felt like he didn't I think deserve the theme of the night. Huh? Actually. <laughs> Actually, yeah, but uh, he he would go on and talk about how he didn't feel like he deserved Brock's respect, yeah. which is why Brock didn't work with him um, as, as well much, as yeah. yeah as well as Brock worked with other opponents. That sounds in the past. familiar. So I I feel for Dean 
And you know Like I um not saying That justified How he was being a dick Towards Austin mm-hmm. In the podcast No I, I don't think That has anything to do With being in it With, with Brock I, I'm just saying that, parang, I, I wish there was Some way Vince Could like uh, I don't know Corral Brock Into doing more For the company mm. Diba? Sayang eh Because they, they could do so much If he was just willing to work I think the with problem then With that is It's not because Vince uh, Wasn't able to corral Brock and, and you know Order him to do more I think it's also because Not only did Brock Not have that much respect for Dean But I don't think At that time Vince had as much respect for Dean as well So you're is saying it, That if Vince exercised his political will He could have made something yes, happen Yes, exactly, yes I still blame you know whoever's in charge for that one because so if if Vince says okay I want this and this I need this from you guys I'm sure they'll make it happen but I don't if if that is what happened at WrestleMania and uh, Vince had the power to make something else happen I think it's I think we should also blame him. So excited that that match because the uh, the expectations were set and mm. they were pretty high. I, I think it's probably a thing of respecting Dean too late. This is why we have what his Money in the Bank win and his ch- championship win at the moment. Yeah. So, so uh, it just didn't come on time. Mm. Missed opportunity. It's a it's a blown opportunity and and probably I was gonna say it's a lesson in something, but I don't know what the lesson is. <laughs> the lesson is. Be a fucking professional, Jesus. Thanks, Brock. All right, uh, so now that we've gone through the SummerSlam card and the TakeOver card, let us know what you think. Um, uh, and pro- we, we could probably set up a scorecard or some shit at Wingman. Uh, we can probably grab like pieces of paper and, and uh, have fun with this and uh, put some wings and beer on the line. Let us know what you think. It's at Rosewar on Twitter, at underscore Stancy, and at the SGP Podcast. Looking at the time, I don't think there's enough time for the YOLO Twins interview anymore. But we do have good news because we do have the champ waiting in the wings. JDL coming up next and he'll talk about winning the championship again at Revolution next. Sorry, YOLO Twins. We'll also talk about uh, his rivalry with John Sebastian right now. And of course, being the face of PWR as it heads towards its biggest opportunity to date, Asia Pop Comic Con Manila. Party! Tanda mo ba nung high school pa? Alang ya nung nabasted ka Ang pangit mong umiyak pala Basta't solid ang samahan At swabing swabe ang inuman Usapan natin gumagaan Usapang kompanyero Malalim ang pinagsamahan, magaan ang usapan. Basta may kompanyero light brandy. Drink responsibly. We've got another special guest this week on the podcast. And no, it's not the YOLO twins because we've got somebody more majeure joining us right now. Your two-time PWR champion, the Senorito Jake De Leon. Welcome back, champ. Yes, thank you, thank you. Kamusta kayo mga amigo at amiga? And thank you for welcoming me back, Stan and Ro. Wala si Camus. Uh, yeah, uh, Camus is in a, has trabajo problems. Yeah. Ay, nako. All right. Balik sa trabaho pala eh. Yeah, JDL knows all about that But it's all about you tonight And uh, we realize we haven't had you back since Revo X yeah. oh, I, I want to say, I, wanna say uh, I, I am happy for Jake De Leon uh, He has gone past 5 minutes in, his ti- in this title reign Oh, okay. sarap ng feeling nun Imagine mo <laughs> Yung unang tikim na 5 minutes Tapos bigla, ay nawala Pero ngayon at least I don't, 
I don't really count. I'm just enjoying every moment yeah. that I have the belt with me. And and we have to apologize on on on, to, on behalf of ourselves, you know, that uh, we let one month and one show, or two months, I think, two months and one PWR show pass by without even having the new champ on the show. I'm so yeah. sorry, man. We okay, totally lang okay, lang yan. Kasi naintindihan ko din na busy yung mga schedule natin, madami tayong ginagawa, yeah. nagtatraining ako, trying to keep the belt and everything, making sure na it doesn't mm-hmm. leave my side. Pero yun nga, I understand na I wasn't, you know, I was I was also busy with my own thing, pero thank you for this, thank you for this time again. It's finally, you know, it's much better time spent than interviewing <laughs> the YOLO twins. Well, no offense to the YOLO twins, pero... Yes, offense to the Yolo tends up. Yes, offense. <laughs> uh. All right, so so tell us about it. Let's let's take you back to Revo X, the moment you won the title and I Academy just went nuts for you. How was that like? Iba sobrang iba yung feeling nun kasi the first time I ever won the championship, it was it was a great big ovation then everyone every, everyone was everyone was on their feet, everyone mm-hmm. was cheering. So so that feeling if I could again bottled up, I would probably be the richest guy in the world. Mm-hmm. The only thing wrong with the first ever Revo X was, the, again, the thing that happened like four minutes, five minutes after, which really dampened that night. But the thing, the difference here was, I won the match. I beat Ralph Imabayashi and I beat Classical Brian Leo, two of the hardest fighting competitors here in PWR. And again, by beating both of them in one match, it just goes to show na walang question ako nga talaga yung totoong PWR champion. Mm-hmm. Ako yung tunay na champion dito sa Philippine Wrestling Revolution. And, yun, no cash-ins after. And I made sure that I went home that night PWR champion. And it was really, it was really a nice feeling that I was able to address the amigos and amigas and the whole Revo Nation after that match. To thank them for all of the support they've given PWR for the past two years. And, yun, that, the feeling, the feeling could never, that, again, compared to the first Revo X, that feeling can never be defeated actually because the fans we know that the fans have been there for two years we know that we're not PWR isn't just you know a joke we're not in a sophomore sophomore slump right we're here to Absolutely. stay I said that on the second show and I'm saying it right now we're still here no, to I stay I agree I agree we, we, that's a good point we are not in a sophomore slump at all yeah and, and we're way past year two I think this is year three now yeah it is year what, three what do you think about that yeah. I don't know. it yeah. started 2014 year two was last year yes uh, right so it's year three Right, yes. uh, we're looking. We're moving forward. So Revo X happens. It comes and goes. Now you go to the showdown uh, last July, and mm-hmm. now you have a new number one contender, a new foe in John Sebastian, who has always been a thorn in your side. But I think this is really the first time that he's gone after you because you're the champion. Mm-hmm. So about John Sebastian, uh, yes, he has been a thorn in my side constantly over uh, the past year since he debuted. Since, yeah, since he debuted. But the thing is. Some people think that John Sebastian is annoying, he's a thorn in someone's side, but what they don't see in John Sebastian, he's actually, if you look at his matches and his resume, he's one of the most dangerous competitors in PWR. He beat Bombay Suarez twice, mm-hmm. he beat Ralph Imabayashi before, he beat a plethora of competitors, and he has this devastating finisher mm-hmm. that he can hit, virtually hit out of nowhere, and that tombstone, I can still feel it in my neck up to now. Um... And Jesus yeah, that man. fucking Jesus concerto. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I, uh, I'm sorry. I'm not sure if this is PG, but that concerto that I received at the showdown, I can still 
remember I kind of have bad dreams about it. <laughs> but yeah, those dreams, they're feeding me right now, kind of feeding my emotions and feeding my anger because I really want to get my hands on that Alipin, John Sebastian, and fucking drop him, drop him on his ass. But when you think about it, you look at the showdown, uh, John Sebastian still has allies. Sure, no more Scarlet, and they, they seem to have dumped classical Brian mm-hmm. Leo, but he's still got main max. He still has Peter Versoza. And as for you, JDL, you have no one backing you up right now. So what's going through your mind as you face a potential three against one scenario again? Well, with a three in one scenario, it's nothing different that I've faced before. Sometimes the Royal Flash, all of them are out there. Sometimes it's one on one, sometimes it's one on two. But the thing is, all I have to remember is that the one I'm competing with in that ring is John Sebastian. Shayung importante. I'm leaving it up to the officials to make sure that nothing goes wrong. But if something does go wrong, and if Peter Versosa or me and Max tries to interfere, I'm going to have to put their Alipin asses in line. Making sure that... I'm not sure what... I don't know what we call them right now. <laughs> Royal Flush. Uh, team PMS for Peter, Max, and Sebastian. <laughs> Hindi ko alam. Hey, don't look at me. I, uh, I don't work there anymore. Exactly. <laughs> right? Pero, well, yeah, sorry. Pero yun, I'm just saying na... I don't know. I don't think they know what they're doing. Is, if, the, if what they're doing is the right thing for them. Because... In terms of wrestling, in terms of professional wrestling, one-on-one competition is what make what makes people grow. And I've seen John Sebastian right. grow these past couple yep. of years. But that was when he would face his opponent one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Ito yung thing with John Sebastian kasi. He has all the tools to be the top performer in PWR. Yun nga lang, he hinders himself by going, by, by taking the dirty road. Parang sinasabi lang palagi na, well, I don't really, I don't really need to beat you. <laughs> I don't really need to beat you in wrestling. I'm ju- I just have to take a chair and hit you in the head with it. <laughs> Come on, John Sebastian. That's not the way to grow as a competitor and as a wrestler. But if that's the route you're taking, I'm fine. Because I will fucking beat you any day of the week. Now, strong words. Yeah. yeah um, I've been having strong words since this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah a lot of feelings. <laughs> but you know what? Um, uh, we, we've seen John Sebastian grow. You said it yourself. And he's been the right-hand man of classical Brian Leo for the longest time. And now it, it's safe to assume that he's taken the reins mm-hmm. of this, this villainous team of himself, w- Main Max, and Peter Versoza. I want, I want to ask. Uh, that's a very important point. Because uh, if this guy can be so headstrong that... He dumps his own leader that who has been pretty dominant in PWR for for more for most of its lifespan. Uh, how deadly does that make him? How dangerous does that make him? Well, uh, you said it yourself, Stan. He was the right hand man and Hamilton pot shot. My Hamilton fans out there, he did not throw away a shot mm-hmm. and he did make not. sure <laughs> he made sure that he would be the leader. So, yes, Ro, you said it yourself. If he had enough moxie and enough balls to actually take the man that allegedly trained him yeah. to get to the top and then beat him with the head on the head with steel chairs along with Main Max and Peter Versosa. That just goes to show you that he might be even more dangerous than Classical Brian Leo, honestly. Because if he could turn Classical Brian Leo's own people against him, that might mean he's even more manipulative and even more dangerous than what he seems to be. People, I know people call him John, you know, people chant John Sebastian because <laughs> he's been gaining some weight. Oh. I'm not sure what the reason there is. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a chubby guy too. I understand. I understand that people might make fun of you for your weight. <laughs> but the thing there is, people don't see him as a threat. They should be, they should have their heads checked because John Sebastian is very much a threat and the, 
that is what I learned the hard way in Shawdown. Uh, he's very much dangerous. He has, well, I'm not sure if he's the leader of the group right now, but I'm pretty sure he has really strong ties with Main Max and Peter vs. Hosa. So any chance of a sneak attack, three on one, it's always there. So the danger is always there, but me as PWR champion and as the Senorito Jake Leon, I always make sure that mm. everything is accounted for and I always make sure that I will beat my opponent no matter what. You know what, you bring up a very good point with regard to uh, Main Max and Peter Versaza because uh, where do you think they stand? This is what I want to know. Like, Where do you think they stand? Because they used to be loyal followers of Brian Leo and now they seem to have defected against Brian Leo as well. So if when you take a look at it, uh, when you take a look at all of it, um, it's not just John Sebastian who's devious and manipulative. You also can't trust Peter and Max because they can turn on anyone at a moment's notice. That's also a very good point, uh, Stan. So if you think about it, yes, they could turn on each other at any moment. Mm-hmm. But as for the time being, I'm looking as I'm looking at it, they're a very strong, cohesive unit. So I'm not sure if that's going to happen anytime soon. But yes, there is that fact that egos will come at play. And if ego was enough for John Sebastian to take out classical Brian Leo, it's very much the case for Main Max or Peter Versosa to take out John Sebastian. Will you count on that? No, I'm not counting on that because I know... I know if I count on something, I know, if, I, I know if I just count on something and don't rely on my own strength, that is the first step of my downfall. That's so fair. whenever I go into the ring, no matter, whatever, no matter what other circumstances there may be out there, it's, bottom line is it's me and my opponent in that ring. So those, that is the main topic. That is the main principle that I must study whenever I go into a title defense, whenever I go into the match. It doesn't matter if people are out there man- uh, being a manager. It doesn't matter if people are out there ready to run in. I'm there in the ring against my opponent, and that is the most important part of that match that night. Here's a question for you, JDL, and, and this is something that's been uh, boggling my mind for quite a while. What's stopping you from teaming up with somebody like Chris Panzer, who's got a lengthy rivalry with John Sebastian that didn't exactly end at the showdown, or with Ralph Imabayashi, with whom you restored your friendship after you won the title at Revolution X? Make it a three against three, even up the odds, in your, uh, in, in, so that nobody can take advantage of that numbers, uh, that numbers game anymore. What's stopping you from teaming up with Panzer and Ralph? Nothing's really stopping me from teaming up with Panzer or Ralph, but the thing is... They have their own issues. I have mine. And as a man, as a man, as the Senorito Jake De Leon, I would like to face my issues head on. I do not run. I do not hide. I do not cower behind someone. As the, senor- as the Senorito Jake De Leon, and as the PWR champion, and as a man, I will face every challenge that comes my way head on, and I will not cower, and I will not hide from anyone. Man. That's okay. intense. I love it, man. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Let, let's try to cool JD down just a little no, bit. No, and talk no, about no. Don't, don't cool him down. No. You want to rile him up? Further? All right. No, go, go. If you want to rile him up even further, go. I'll no, let no, you no. Let's, let's rile him up further. Uh, APCC. Uh, PWR's oh, yeah, heading that's there. Very exciting. Very exciting. Yeah, it's uh, probably it's probably PWR's biggest opportunity to date. So uh, you're the face of PWR right now. We can't deny that, mm-hmm. right? So what does it mean to you to bring PWR to lead this team of boys and girls into APCC this August? For me, what it means for me as the PWR champion right now, because yes, this is this might be the biggest opportunity that Philippine Wrestling Revolution has ever gotten. We're going to be at. Asia Pop Comic Con August 26 to 28 at the SMX Convention Center. There are going to be stars there like Nicholas Holt and Eleven from. Is it Seven or Eleven? So, I'm sorry, I, I don't watch Stranger Things. Neither do I, man. Yeah, <laughs> so, yes. That, that girl that, from Stranger that Things. That girl from yeah. Stranger Things. So, yes, 
this is the biggest opportunity I feel for PWR because we're not only we're not only going to be seen on a local level, but hopefully we'll be seen on an international level and hopefully we'll break barriers through an international level. But yes, bringing the PWR championship and bringing the PWR roster, leading the PWR roster into Asia Pop Comic Con, that is a big challenge for me and that is a challenge that I am willing to take because that those three days that we will be there, those three days that we will be wrestling, you will see the most passionate, the most hardworking, and the most entertaining group of Philippine wrestlers in this country. And yeah, no one can beat that. We're going to make history. Yeah. Yo, you guys Yo. are going to be there all three days, right? Yeah, all three days. So uh, there, there, uh, there will be members of the roster who will be competing as many as two times, three times how, that how, weekend. What, what, how, do the, how can the public expect um, the things to go down for PWR at APCC? Well, what you can expect from Asia Pop Comic Con, we're going to have matches for all three days. So the matches are going to be spread out through the days. So it's not going to be one big event. It might be spread out like a match in the morning, a match in the afternoon, a match at night. So yes, it's it's gonna be wrestling is gonna be spread out through that event a lot. So which is why we're very thankful with our partners. We're thankful for Asia Pop Comic Con, and we're thankful for them making Philippine Wrestling Revolution the official wrestling partner. Which is a term I've never really heard oh, before, right. but that yeah. was very like, that was very cool. I think, I think that was yeah. a, a yeah. shot fired. Yeah, <laughs> official, official wrestling, wrestling partner. partner. But yes, we're very excited. We're gonna. I'm pre- I'm really sure you can count on me. You can count on this promise that. The boys and girls of Philippine Wrestling Revolution will all bring their A-game for Asia Pop Comic Con because it's not only the people that are excited for us. The wrestlers, Philippine Wrestling Revolution, is super excited for this event and we're going to do everything in our power to make sure that everyone who buys a ticket for Asia Pop Comic Con and watches PWR goes home happy. I think it's a great deal. I mean, uh, you buy a ticket and you actually get to watch matches throughout the day. That means uh, whether you come in in the morning, in the afternoon, or at night, may wrestling kang maabutan. Yeah. And it's something unique compared to like our other Southeast Asian neighbors who have also appeared at Comic-Con. Yeah. Right? Like normally they would probably have the show. So that show's going on while other other booths are, are doing their thing or while other events are happening. But with, with PWR's involvement at APCC, it's, uh, it, it's going to be kind of like that except it's spread out. Yeah, it's spread out. So right. it's kind of like It's not really like an NXT level Where yeah, like yeah. in the Arnold Classic It's like a show It's not like it's a straight show. No it's not like Access But what the thing here is We're gonna give people You know we're gonna We're probably gonna We, we, are, some pa- eyes, we yeah. are part of the entertainment Yeah we're yeah. part of the we entertainment We are you know, part of yeah. What is available for everyone Kumbaga Yeah so we're gonna We're gonna make sure We're gonna turn some eyes With some body slams With some missile drop kicks I'm not sure who's gonna make a who's gonna do a missile drop yet, <laughs> but we're pretty sure we're gonna turn some heads over to our ring mm-hmm. at the SMX Convention Center for Asia Pop Comic Con, because you know, even though you might not be a wrestling fan, but it's really fun to see people beat each other up. All right, so I wish ko lang sana maging fan ni Nicholas Holt. The dates are August 26 to 28. Right, yeah, August 26, so it's Friday to Sunday next weekend at that the World Trade Center. Y'all should go on Sunday because I know the Monday after is a holiday. Yes, yes, yeah, that's yeah. right. So there's extra incentive for you to head off, yeah, head out on a Sunday. Saya, walang trabaho sa Monday. Right, so uh, you can expect your PWR champion Jake De Leon, who I'm sitting next to right now. He'll be headlining those shows, of course. You've got uh, Chris Panzer; he's gonna be there. Rafi Mabayashi, Redrick Mahabaps, Ken Warren, yes. Sandata's gonna be there. Kanta Terror, Mark Di Manalo, they're all going to be there hell Martivo will be there Martivo if you want to see the Mandal strut his stuff and I'm go a fan of the I'm a mark for the Mandal he will be there uh, the boys from Delirium they're also going to make their mark there uh, if I'm not mistaken Nintendo's going to be there the YOLO twins YOLO twins who yeah. you haven't have had on yet yeah, 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 we yeah. promise we'll get to that yeah, interview yeah, yeah. yeah we just have it we just, yeah, just make sure they don't 
flood you with her tweets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, who else am I missing out on? If there's anybody I miss out on, I sincerely apologize. Of course, uh, John Sebastian, Main Max are going to be yeah. there. Peter Versoza. And Peter Versoza, of course. Yeah. So all, all of uh, Crystal, of course. How can I forget Crystal? She will be there. And some new faces that you might not be expecting. Right. Right. So uh, we'll we'll leave it at that. And if you want to say hi to the refs, they're going to be they're going to be doing <laughs> their thing too. To the <laughs> yeah. And, and say hi to Poch because you know he'll be counting down the time as well. So yeah. you know uh, they're all going to be there except me. But that that. That's fine because APCs, uh, APCC's in good hands and uh, PWR stars. They're gonna have a blast entertaining the fuck out of everybody from August 26 to 28. So uh, before we wrap this up, JDL, is there anything you want to say? Anyone you want to put on blast heading into uh, APCC or even Renaissance? Uh, all right. If I want to put anyone on blast, classical Brian Leo, get well soon. And for John Sebastian, you are leaping. You better get ready because you don't know what you got yourself into. We may have faced each other before in that ring, but with what you did at Shawdown, when you took those chairs and squished my head in between them, you made the biggest mistake of your life, Alipin. At alam mo, ang mangyayari sa PW Renaissance, I know we might not be seeing each other over at APCC. I don't know what's gonna happen, pero sa PW Renaissance, since you have that championship match, since we have that championship match, Alipin, ready ka na. Kasi isang Alipin drop lang. One, two, three. At si Jake De Leon pa rin. Yung senyorito, Jake De Leon pa rin ang maging PWR champion. Yan lang masasabi ko sa'yo. At sa mga kasama mo sa Royal Flush Light, Alipin. Alright, there you go. Jake De Leon, your PWR champion. It. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Senorito JDL. On Facebook, it's at JDL Senorito. Yeah, Senorito JDL. Now. Oh, I you got, changed I it. Got, I fixed yeah, the yeah, URL. Yeah. Now, yeah. I can fix the URL now. Good on you. Alright, so it's at Senorito JDL on all social media platforms. I'll try to get him on Snapchat soon. Yeah, well, I, I, am, I am on Snapchat. So anyway, <laughs> at Senorito JDL, thank you very much, guys, and thank you for your time. No, thank you, no, Thank you, yeah. Big shout outs and thanks once again to JDL for dropping by the SGP podcast and Sorry, being part of this Yellow week's episode. Twins again. Not yeah. bad. Our bad. Maybe next weekend, maybe. We'll try. Oh. Now, before we end this, as usual, we got to give you our picks of the week. Uh, and I, I'm not sure we, if we've done this properly uh, uh, for quite some time, but uh, nevertheless, let's go. Uh, let's get to our picks of the week. My pick is from the Cruiserweight Classic, which has been a habit now for the last. Month or so, the cruiserweight classic is the best hour of WWE wrestling that you will ever find nowadays, and I'm kind of sad that we're at the halfway point now. Yeah, past the halfway point even because this is episode six. Yes, it's episode six. That means there's a month, exactly a month left. Oh, uh, and then Walana. The finale is gonna be huge, but that's gonna be in four weeks, and it's gonna be sad to say we're gonna have to wait another year for this to happen. Yeah, kind of like uh, the end of Lucha Underground one. Hmm. So my pick from the Cruiserweight Classic and oh, for the week This time last year we were geeking out about Lucha Underground 1 The end of Yeah, Ultima Lucha Almost no, almost the end I think Yeah, no, Ultima Lucha na talaga okay. The end of Ultima Lucha um, Anyway, uh, for my pick of the week this week I'm going to go with the main event Brian Kendrick versus Tony Nese mm-hmm. It was a great clash of Brain versus Braun The way that they uh, packaged it Was exactly that Brain versus Braun I loved how scrappy Brian Kendrick has become Even though they bill him As a technical wrestler He doesn't wrestle uh, as, as a high-flying wrestler He doesn't fly around He doesn't do any of that shit Yeah, he doesn't um, He's more of a brawler eh? The, uh, he's more of a brawler He's very cunning And he literally uses Every part of the ring Even mm. Tony Nese's beard huh. To his advantage 
And uh, that's what's beautiful about his work. This is a guy who fucking kicked in braces. Jesus. Yeah. I bet he has. He'd been Roman Mendoza for that. And uh, is no matter what role Brian Kendrick plays, he's still coming across as a baby face because of Daniel Bryan. Or the way that Daniel Bryan roots for him is like, go, Brian. What the hell is that? Sorry, sorry. My bad. Jeez. Uh, the, the way that Daniel Bryan keeps rooting for him on commentary is like, come on, Brian. You've got the heart. You can do this, Brian. But <laughs> do you not see that he's being an asshole in the ring? At least he has better convictions than JBL. I guess. Turn, turn the fucking phone sorry, off. Sorry. Jeez. <laughs> turn, turn the fucking, fucking phone telegram. off. Telegram. Uh, telegram. <laughs> the voice recordings are the new in thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't I, know why that keeps happening, by the way. No, I, I get that it's cool. The voice recording things are, are, are cool, you know, but like, geez, turn, turn no, the No, no, no. I, I didn't intend for that to happen. My bad. Anyway, Anubha, Anubha. Uh Yeah. Um, if you had to pick uh, two matches to watch, pick the Cruiserweight Classic matches from this week. Yeah, uh, even even the Noam Dar versus Hohodun match is, is, I guess, what, better than most things you'll find on the Noah? Just because it has more time. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, uh, my pick of the week is Akira Tozawa versus Jack Gallagher. And once again, as is becoming normal for the Cruiserweight Classic, uh, Jack Gallagher was fucking robbed. Yeah, in the same way that Cedric Alexander was robbed last week. Same way Jason Lee was robbed, Raul Mendoza was robbed, maybe even Tony Nice was robbed, Fabian Aikner could have been robbed. There, I, w- I would have wanted Gallagher to advance. No no, 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 no. When you consider the pool of the entire Cruiserweight Classic and, and the round one jabronis who lost, I would have paired Fabian Aikner with someone else who didn't deserve it, like someone like Davari or one of the Bollywood boys. I guess. Um... I found myself turning against Tozawa in this match. Uh, the same way now you turned on Ibushi during the Ibushi uh, Alexander match. To not, me, not it, for the same reasons, no, yeah, but yeah, the yeah, same not for way. the same reasons. But because Ibushi to me uh, did more, I guess, did enough to justify his winning. But I guess Tozawa, because it's I would have to blame this one on whoever was a road agent for their match. Yeah, because it's not convincing the comeback of Tozawa. Yeah. It, it, it was it, out it of was, nowhere. It, it, it's, it's a great testament to showing that Tozawa was good enough to pull the win out of his ass. Yeah. And, you know, withstand everything Gallagher did. But Gallagher was so good in that match that he literally outclassed Tozawa, even though Tozawa was a good wrestler, no doubt. Not taking that away from him. But uh, I just wish... The agent, I guess, told Gallagher or someone, Tazawa, that either you give Tazawa more offense or you, you cut back on no, You cut back on Gallagher's offense. My thing with the match was I watched it having been spoiled. Sorry. So, so you bad. guys spoiled me. And Sorry, I was, I was mad. I was upset by the, by the result. If I, if I watched that match live, which I always did uh, for every other episode but today's, I would have actually thought that Gallagher was going to win mm. with the way that they were booking it. Uh-huh. Tazawa was just the weaker guy who was just getting outclassed. Diba? And then for him to just, what, hit a bridging German suplex oh. on his yeah, injured left leg. It's great now. Okay. Na- deadlift. Uh, it's, like, it's pretty much like a Superman comeback. No, I'm always impressed by a deadlift German suplex or a deadlift anything for that matter. Uh-huh. I, I just don't like that after Gallagher put all that work into uh, weakening the left yeah. leg, bigla na lang siyang makakapag-bridge ng basta-basta mm. and hit that deadlift German. I guess, yeah, I was supposed. Um, it's, he's, you know, Gallagher just made Tazawa look like a fool, eh? 
Yeah, you, you, you tell him not to do from the it. first from, yeah. from the very first moment mm, from either, the, from the time that he rolled Tozawa up in a knot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is really funny. Either you don't do that, or you give Tozawa more time. I would I would have just leaned toward giving Tozawa more offense, make it more even, if you will. Oh, I get that you're trying to make you're trying to make uh, someone like Gallagher look strong in in defeat because he deserved to be here, whatever. Yeah, but at the very it it, it doesn't always work out that way. I guess he looked too strong if his purpose in that match was to eventually put Tozawa over. No, oh, was to, was to be... If, I get it was competitive, for sure. But it just didn't play off well. It, it happens with a lot of a lot of these matches. It, it, in the pursuit of uh, making everyone who comes here look good, if they're good enough, you end up shortchanging them when they do lose it. Yeah, because hey, let's face it, it's a tournament. Someone has to lose, Uh-oh. right? But the way that they're being booked to lose has to be in such a way that you'll, you'll be able to live with the fact that they lost. And the fact, and the thing is, I, but in the best way to do this is to make the the eventual winner look stronger. Yeah, and Tazawa just did not look stronger against Gallagher. Hindi mm. So um, the same way I said last week I, that I want to see Cedric on Raw, I want to see Gallagher on Raw. Mm. No, I, I, Gallagher's a SmackDown kind of guy. I guess, but the division's gonna be on Raw. Chaka, no, fuck. Y- yung so footage, what? footage looks like yeah, CWC yeah, yeah, I, 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 I want, I want Gallagher to be on NXT. Puede, yeah. Yeah. yeah I think it, he'd yeah. be taken more seriously there. The same yeah. way that the VOD villains were a threat yeah, yeah, in NXT. Yeah, exactly. And now they're nothing. <laughs> yeah. I, I just want Gallagher to stay, is what I'm saying. I, I, I want to keep seeing him on the network. And seeing guys like this, like, uh, like Gallagher, Ced- Cedric. It's sad because. Lalo sumo sulit yung 999. Eh. Jack Gallagher is what Simon Gotch which wishes he could be. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's a rich man, Simon Gotch, oh. at this point. All right, so uh, let us know what your picks of the week were. If there's anything that you watched, whether it was WWE or not WWE, Cruiserweight Classic or not CWC, uh, let us know what they were. Uh, we're always on the lookout for great wrestling. I know that G1 Climax ended earlier this week. Mm-hmm. So um, we, um, I haven't seen Omega versus Goto. Oh, yeah, I have not seen it either. Yeah. Uh, I plan to see it when I have more free time. Even though a lot of people are uh, going bonkers over it. And, oh, yeah. You know, um, and, and and make no mistake, history was made when Kenny Omega won the G1 Climax. Mm-hmm. Um, by by all means, uh, it, it's probably going to end up on our year-end list of must-watch oh, yeah, yeah, matches. Yeah, yeah, for sure. B- just because of the historical implications alone. But uh, just to be clear, the reason why we haven't talked about it until now is because we haven't seen it. And it's not fair to you know just run our mouths about something we haven't seen, which is why we always make a point out of doing our homework before entering the booth and recording the podcast. Or, you know, shooting any other material for that matter. Anyway, uh, that brings us to the end of episode number 127 of the number 120 ranked podcast in the sports and rec section. On behalf of Rowdy Rafkamas, who isn't here, our guest, uh, Jake DeLeon. And our almost guest, the YOLO Twins. And Ravishing Romaran. My name is Stunning Stan C. And we are out of here. We'll see you at the SummerSlam viewing party, uh, Wingman Akasha Estates, on Monday morning. So, peace out. Peace. Glorious No, I won't give in
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.